Hello, y'all. Welcome to the Retrospective Library. We are back at it with the third episode. And I teased last time that this would be a Cleveland rapper, late 2000s, mid-2010s. And we are coming here with Kid Cuddy, Scott Mascuti, whatever you want to call him. And listening to Cuddy's albums was something that was on my to-do list for a long time. I had heard good to great things about all the Moon Man albums. Heard that there was one rough album in there about Kids See Ghosts, Passion, Pain, and Demon Slay, and I heard all good things about them. And I was pretty much, I I got pretty much exactly what I expected. Um, So we're just going to go through all of them, and I'll let you know what I thought. So starting off, we've got Kid Cudi's first project, a mixtape called A Kid Named Cudi. Oh, just so you know, I didn't go through his wizard stuff just didn't look interesting and I don't really pay attention that much to whenever rappers use pseudonyms and for their projects or whatever it just kind of bothers me so I tend to stay away from those but um Kid Cudi's first mixtape A Kid Named Cudi actually has some similar tracks to his Man on the Moon um album his first album and this is just kind of your general first album mixtape I've said this on the um on previous episodes, but usually artists need about one to three projects to kind of establish themselves and establish who they are. And that's kind of all this album is. It does feature some really good tracks. Again, a lot of tracks that are going to come back on Man on the Moon, mainly Man on the Moon, the title track, not the title track of this one, but Man on the Moon, Day and Night, and TGIF, all of which are really good tracks. Um, Day and Night, obviously a very iconic track. If you listen to it, you'll know exactly what it is within seconds. The one track that I really didn't like from this mixtape was Maui Wowie featuring John Legend. It just sounded tacky. I didn't like his singing in it at all. But overall, this is a very good mixtape. Some parts of it are a little too, too clean. And I know that sounds weird to say, but for example, the transition from TGIF to Cuddy's Spazzin, it could honestly just be one track. And I mean that in the worst way possible. You Sometimes like Isaiah Rashad does this really well, where it'll be a fade out, fade in from one song to the next, and it'll be really smooth. This is just like, it keeps going. And then the the last one doesn't stop. It just it just keeps going like it's one really long song. It took me a while to realize that we were on a new song, actually. But overall, not too much to complain about with this new album. It does sound surprisingly professional for a first mixtape or a first album. A lot of times with these first projects, you see a lot of kind of undeveloped sound or sound that doesn't really sound right or comparatively doesn't sound right to later projects. This is a lot closer than you'll get with most projects. So good job by Kid Cudi for that. I actually really want this to be on Spotify because there are some songs I could wish I could save to my master playlist, but whatever. So going on, we've got the first Man on the Moon album. And of course, this is... um. A very prolific album. A lot of reliable sources have named this as one of the best albums of all time, one of the best rap albums of all time. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the allure of this comes kind of from the soul of the album in tracks like "Soundtrack to My Life," uh, 
day and night. A lot of people like Intergalactic. I think it's just okay, but there is admittedly a lot of soul in that one too. TGIF and then just just hearts like that. This is a really, really beautiful album to listen to, frankly. Um, it's a very motivational album, even if it doesn't really say anything prolific. It's just, it's very upbeat and it's a very easy listen. If you're looking for I, easy listen rap is kind of contradictory, but I wouldn't even go so far as to call this rap. This has a very strong pop vibe to it, which is okay because Cuddy can pull off the style very well. So this is one of the, I, I enjoyed all the Moon Man projects. This might actually be the one that I enjoyed the least because I enjoyed the other two so much more, but this one definitely has a lot of positive things going for it and it's in my upper tier of Kid Cudi albums. So good, good job in this first one. What puts the second one, Man on the Moon 2, The Legend of Mr. Rager, what puts this one kind of right up barely above this album is that this album has a lot of really, really good songs. Before you got kind of catchy songs, I forgot to mention Make Her Say as well. That's also a very good song off of that project. But You've got these you've got these good songs that have a lot of soul, have a lot of heart, catchy, rememberable. You have even more of these in this album and in my mind he pulls it off better here. It almost kind of sounds less cheesy and this is going to sound a little weird to say. This almost has more, I don't want to say country, but kind of more of a country feel to it than the previous albums do normally i do not like country at all i it's not that i think the genre is bad or anything i'm just not a fan um personally of the style but this kind of i don't want to say country rap because that makes people think of old town road which i absolutely that's not what i'm talking about at all but just listen to ghost and mr rager and you'll kind of see what i mean or erase me even this is also this and the last project um Kid Cudi has spent a lot of time working with Kanye West, who he signed, I mean, Kanye West signed him on as well as Kanye is a producer. And I think that's really good. Normally, I'm not a fan of Kanye features just because they all feel about the same. But Kanye and Kid Cudi are very similar in that they're very versatile artists that while they're predominantly rappers, their music covers a broad span of of genres. Um and there's a lot more singing involved and just I feel like they're very similar in that way. So I like that they're collaborating and for the most part, I really like what they've done. Um, one thing that's very prevalent in all three of these projects and will be prevalent in kind of all of Kid Cudi's discography, except for one very notable exception, which we'll get to, is that it's the start of the album is always amazing. It's got a catchy start. It's got a very energetic start most of the time. And if it's not energetic, it's something memorable. That's a really great thing that Kid Cudi does or he has done up to this point. So moving on, we've got Indicud. And this is the first Kid Cudi project that I just really did not like too much. I don't, I don't even want to say it wasn't at the level of dislike yet. There will be an album where there's a level of dislike, but it's not this one. Um, just kind of going through, reminding myself the right off the bat, the, the intro to the track, while it's still strong, 
it's it's a more of a rock feel and it's meant to sound more intense i think and just the specific mix of sounds are not working well together in the same way that they have on the man on the moon projects and this album is something that's gonna bother me for the next few projects that's that kid cuddy does not it kind of has an inability to sing he sounds tone deaf now this is okay for moon man one and two he kind of hit the sweet spot where he's still singing but he's relying on his beats and his lyrics which up to this point have been very very strong but in this in this project it almost sounds like it's intentional like the bad singing is is intentional if you want to get examples listen to young lady listens to him listen to immortal um yeah it's it's all over this album even even girls has a really horrible chorus um i do think that this album does have some good stuff going for it when it transitions to rap so king wizard uh is a really good is a really good track um i'm looking for the track rizza yeah bees and brothers both have really nice features bees with rizza brothers with king chip and asap rocky so my main takeaway from this album was whenever Cuddy is going to a um is moving away from a pop beat into a rap beat at least at least for this album it's working very well but there's not enough of that and it's not consistent enough to create a viable project. A lot of the transitions are really starting to wear here um I my most notable example is the transition from Immortal to Solo Dolo 2. It's just really awkward and doesn't work well with the rest of the album. Um the in another thing that I took away from this project that will unfortunately remain prevalent through Kid Cudi's later works is that there's just instrumentals everywhere and they go on for way too long. As much as I do like the intro, there is just a lot of instrumentals and the instrumentals aren't bad. It's something that if you were listening to in a movie, you would enjoy listening to and it would work well with the movie. But this is a rap album. I came to listen to someone rapping or someone singing, not to a bunch of instrumentals. This is going to become really become a problem in later projects. But overall, this is listenable, but it's not at the same very high quality that the first two Man on the Moon projects have been. Um, so if you're looking for tracks to listen to on this album i would listen to bees i would listen to brothers um and that i that would really be it one last note i have for this project man is the feature from kendrick lamar underwhelming oh my goodness i am a really really big kendrick lamar fan but this just it, it didn't work at all in solo dolo part two it was it's such a wasted talent there I I was that was kind of the thing I was looking forward to in this album was that Kendrick feature and I did not get the Kendrick feature I wanted. So, I was very disappointed there. Moving on, we've got Satellite Flight, The Journey to the Mother Moon. I don't understand why this album exists, and I don't mean that in necessarily a horrible way. I feel like this album in a weird way has a lot more going for it than its predecessor does. But it's still just a lot of instrumentals. And some tracks are just instrumentals. One um, notable example is Copernicus Landing. Another one is, I think, 
not Return of the Moon Man. It, there's there are other examples for whatever reason I can't remember them. Um, let me go back to my notes. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, they're they're in there though. The but some of the singing or the songs where he actually does get to some singing, they're a little rough. Uh, Balmain Jeans is a very long track and it's it's uninteresting. This album starts a trend and really the last one does as well of creating really long, uninteresting songs. It, they start out really well and they have a lot of potential and then they just keep going and they're repetitive and there's just not much to them anymore, which I wish was something that he fixed. And he eventually did, but it took him a long time. Um, there's not really any bad songs on this record apart from Internal Bleeding, which was actually hard to sit through. And that's the first time I can say that about Kid Cudi up to this point. Internal Bleeding just features really, really bad singing. Um, and it just, it distracts from the entire album, frankly. And this one, more than anything, okay, I should mention before I get into my complaint with all four of the projects that we've talked about so far, Troubled Boy is a really touching song. It's the only song that I put on my master playlist in the end from this album. Not even because the album was bad, but just there wasn't anything there. That's that's kind of the ultimate summation of this album is that there's nothing there. Now, I forgot to mention this with the other projects, and it's very prevalent in this project, but Cuddy does not know how to end an album to save his life, or at least did not. He'll solve it with his last project, but his albums are always very abrupt. They don't sound right, and they're a little off-putting, especially in the two Man on the Moon, where it's everything has been profound up to this point or has had really strong vocals or really strong lyrics, and then it just it just ends. And it's, I, I want more, or I want it to be wrapped up in a tidy little box, but it's not doing that for me. But that's a smaller complaint. And it, again, it was solved. All right. Speed and Bullet to Heaven. Now, don't ever listen to this project unless you absolutely have to. Have you ever heard an album that gets massive critical rejection and you go into it thinking, oh, this can't be that bad? Uh, notable examples to that may be I, I listened to Revival or part of Revival. I couldn't sit through Revival. If we do the Eminem retrospective, then we'll definitely get to Revival. Uh, Pox Life, The King and I, which I didn't even touch. Uh, Logic Supermarket, which I actually highly disagree with the public on that, but we'll get into that some other time. Speed and Bullet to Heaven isn't as bad as people make it out to be. It's worse. It's really worse. I don't think Kid Cudi gets enough credit for how absolutely horrible and detracting the Beavis and Butthead skits are. If anyone ever complains about them extensively, they're right, and they probably aren't complaining about them enough. Every bit of touching uh, lyricism or touching tracks that Cudi tries to put in this album, if it isn't ruined by completely pitch-deaf singing, then it's being ruined by a horrible Beavis and Butthead skit. I don't really even know what the point of them is. It's just Beavis and Butthead calling each other like jerks for 30 minutes 
I, I it doesn't take up 30 minutes of the album but it takes up a fair bit and then it's like oh now they're eating mushrooms look at that that's really funny and it's just oh my goodness at some point in my notes i just got totally done with the album and just started writing judgmental is bad seance chaos is bad angered kids is bad it's oh man it's bad um if you ever want an example of how tone deaf Kid Cudi is in this album without listening to the whole album, listen to Chip Douglas. It's it's not good. One thing that Kid Cudi does that really bothers me in this album and that he has done a little bit in the past is create these kind of muffled tracks that just last way too long sometimes rappers will do this where they'll start out muffled and then slowly grow and then the song will basically start but it's just like the intro for example it's just muffled and it's so so tedious so i would i would never listen to this project again it was it's one of the worst albums i've ever listened to in my life uh, it should be mentioned that Speed and Bullet to Heaven is actually a completely different genre from every Kid Cudi album. I think the genre he's attempting to create is sort of a rock kind of R&B vibe, which is okay. Uh, some rappers have done the same thing. But if you do it, you have to do it right. And it was not done right. It was not done well. It was done poorly. So, yeah, that's all I have to say about Speed and Bullet to Heaven. It, no, actually, I have one good thing to say. I'm sorry. Wedding Tux is a decent song. That's that's the that's the compliment I'll give it. Other than that, it's a hard listen, and I would never listen to it again. Uh, this also had not only an abrupt ending, but a really horrible ending. It's it it's almost like at the end, Kid Cudi has completely given up and just starts shrieking and wailing at the end of the album. It's painful. It's really painful. Luckily, after this point, we get strong Cudi again. Yay! Three projects of kind of mediocre Kid Cudi, but we're back to really good albums. Frequency is the opener to Passion Pain and Demon Slaying, and it's really, really good. The way um, I kind of describe this whole album, it's almost like Kid Cudi meets The Weeknd for this project. It's... Um, it's a little bit of a kind of out there vibe, a spacey vibe, which I feel like is very good. Um, and I feel like Kid Cudi pulls off this style very well. And the opposite thing happened in this album when I was listening to Speed and Bullet to Heaven. I started just writing in my notes, by design, sounds excellent. Illusions, sounds excellent. Flight at First Sight, sounds excellent. This whole album sounds really good. The mix of instrumentals and vocals that Kid Cudi chooses to use work very well here and i think a lot of credit should be given to that the only really big complaint that i have about this album is that the it, it just sounds mostly the same again uh obviously for different reasons is it bad in speed and bullet to heaven and in this album but i all of the songs are good but all the songs are also the same so and, and this song does have its duds. Releaser is a little weird. Uh, Cosmic Warrior just was eh. Um, and that's okay, honestly. I will take two mediocre to bad songs over an entire album of what I just listened to. Uh, Surfing is probably the most recognizable and the best song on the album. 
and it provides a good ending, still kind of an abrupt ending, but a, a better ending. So good job by that. I do want to say one thing about all the past projects is that Cuddy normally makes his albums about an hour long, and I feel like that's a good length. Um, Satellite Flight was a little shorter. It didn't need to be any longer than it was. It was about 40 minutes long. But Speed and Bullet to Heaven, he milked that for 90 minutes, and it feels every bit as long. Sometimes these albums, like I think Passion, Pain, and Demon Slain was probably an hour and 20 minutes long. It felt like an hour. It felt like listening to Man on the Moon. It really didn't drag at all. Oh man, Speed and Bullets of Heaven dragged all those 90 minutes and it just was a slog, man. Don't listen to that project. All right. Next, we're moving on to Kids See Ghosts. And this is um, Kid Cudi's collaborative album with Kanye West. I like it a lot. And I don't have a ton else to say about it. Every track is good. Um, I think this is a much stronger Kid Cudi vocal performance than is present on any other or preceding album except maybe the two Moon Man albums. Um, the the Kid See Ghost title track actually fe- uh, features some really, really good bars from Kanye. I guess the, um, the, the kind of the rough thing about this album, if you wanted to um, put one on there, well, there's really two. The first one is that Kid See Ghost is only 28 minutes long. And this was the wrong project to make only 28 minutes long because it's actually a really, really good project. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me. But the other big problem about this album is that often Kid Cudi, and I would even go so far as to say Kanye West, are being outperformed by their features. Um, Andre Benjamin on Fire is doing, excuse me, I'm sorry. <clears throat> Andre Benjamin is doing far better than anyone else on this, um, on the track Fire. Uh, Yasin Bey, I think that's how you pronounce that, Bey, I'm sorry, on that name, I'm sorry if I'm doing it wrong, is um, delivering very good lines on Kid See Ghosts, aside some kind of just okay cutty lines, as well as um, Ty Dolla Sign on Free. I don't really like Free, but Ty Dolla Sign on there is probably the best thing about that record. The last track, Cuddy Montage, is something that you would kind of hear the name and be like, maybe not, but it's actually a really good listen. This whole track is a really good listen, if I'm being honest. This is something that you could easily put on it uh, if you were doing something social, and it would go over really well. So, that is Kids See Ghosts, and that puts us to Man on the Moon 3, The Chosen. Everybody says that Man on the Moon 1 is their favorite. Some people say Man on the Moon 2. Ooh, I think this one is far above those two in a whole other tier. Well, not a whole other tier, but I I would put it decisively above 1 and 2. And this, the transition in the very beginning of the album is extremely sharp from kind of the classic instrumental introduction track to tequila shots which is easily one of the best songs on the record it's oh it is gives you goosebumps frankly how smooth it is and how well put together it is another day right after tequila shots is kind of a very good follow-up to that track 
She Knows This is a song I've probably had on repeat like eight or nine times. It's so, so good. Um, after that, though, it's it kind of it gets slower, but it doesn't get slower in a bad way. The the pay, the the sudden tone change isn't bad at all. It just seems it 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 doesn't it's so tough to describe. It's it's sudden and it's unexpected, but it's not bad. But it's not performed particularly efficiently, but I didn't dislike it at all. So however you want to take that. Um this is the first album where I can say that I would re-listen to every single song. And that is the honest truth. It's that good of an album. And I feel like it's the most well put together album. Even though the switch in the middle is very odd, it's very clearly structured in a in a very specific way. And that makes the album extremely listenable. The only negative thing I even wrote down about um about this album is that Pop Smoke has a very lackluster um showing on this album on a feature. But other than that, it's it's a really, really good project. The thing that I took away from this, though, the main thing that I took away from this album is that he has solved his abrupt endings. It happened again in Kids See Ghost, but here the ending is smooth. It wraps up everything very nicely, and I could not be happier about that. So what did we take away from Kid Cudi? I feel like the answer is simple. Listen to The Man on the Moons. Passion, Pain, and Demon Slain, and Kids See Ghost. And everything else is kind of either forgettable or bad. Um, you could listen to A Kid Named Cuddy, but half of it is already on Man on the Moon anyway, and the rest of it is just kind of there. You don't really need to listen to it. Um, Indicud is not a project you need to worry about. There's not enough good tracks on there to make it a particularly interesting project satellite flight is really just instrumentals if you want to listen to that that'd be good to have on the in the background while you're doing some homework but it's not something that you necessarily would want to spend your time in listening to and then oh my gosh just don't please don't listen to speed and bullets heaven it's not worth your time it's not worth your energy um that's that's it for the Kid Cudi retrospective. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, make sure to give it a follow. Turn that notification bell on on Spotify so that you know when new episodes are released. And the next episode should be coming out pretty soon. We're looking at a smaller discography from an Atlanta rapper that is quickly on the rise. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.